Are you editing this one or am I? I'll, I'm happy to edit it if you don't want to. Well, that's cool then, because I'd rather you did, because I've just got my friend here. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> User in your channel started recording. Alrighty. Hello and welcome to Star Signal episode 77. I'm Chris Whiskey. And I'm Julian Execute. Unfortunately, Colby can't be with us today. It has been a while, Julian. How are you? I'm good, man. It's been a month. I know. We have, sli it's been two sli months. Sli slow news month. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that I don't on the, la on the last show I talked about how quickly and unexpectedly my house sold, so we have kind of had to transition to an apartment for a few months before we move to where I'm going to go to grad school, so we've been moving for the first time, so we yeah. had one move, and then we're getting ready for a second move here at the end of July, so Does your I've apartment been a busy, busy boy. Does your apartment look like a cardboard box city with all the boxes up, unpacked against the wall? I'm just no. picturing. Right. No, actually, we did a good job. We did a smart thing, I think. So basically, we got uh, basically a shipping container, and they delivered it to our house, and we filled it with all of our furniture and boxes and everything like that, and then they took it away and stored it. All right. And we we are now renting a furnished apartment, so we just brought clothes and a few other things over here. And so we, so all of our stuff is in storage. We're in a furnished apartment. And then once we end up buying a house, we are going to have them deliver the shipping container to our new house cool. and we can unpack it there. Yeah. The baby's not in storage, just to confirm. The baby is in storage. Oh. Cryo-freeze. Cryo-freeze, right. Yeah. Cool. Um, That's good. Let's feed it. <laughs> yeah. So, we've been a, so I've been busy. Um, so, but... I guess this is the part of the show. Man, I'm out of practice. Oh, this is too. the part of the show where Don't use it, we you lose it. I know. We need to get back in the saddle. But what have you been playing, Julian? Uh, well, besides 2.4 PTU, which I got to play for a whole month. A whole month um, of PTU where they what letter did they get up to on those patches? T for terrible. T. <laughs> okay, so you've been playing the PCU? Yeah, that's that's a, that's the highest they've got. I think the last highest was like J or something, J or I. So uh -huh. yeah. Um yeah, playing that, uh played a lot of Ark, uh played some Overwatch, Heroes of the Storm, uh Diablo 3, um went back to TF2 last night just for something different. Uh, uh -huh. That so how good. does it compare to Overwatch? I prefer TF2. I went straight back to TF2 last night. I was just like, I've got to go have a game. So it's like straight to the top of the scoreboard. Just I hadn't lost it. It was great. So nice. It's more my type of game, I think. Overwatch is just a little... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's the same game. They're so similar. It's not funny. It's just I prefer... I'm really... Uh, for people that don't know, I really like the heavy class in uh, TF2. So it, he's just... He's just me to a T, and oh, okay. I, he he requires teamwork with a medic. So um, I like working with the medic, and uh, I cover him. He covers me, and if that medic wants to try heavy, I will swap around and play the medic. So they're my two main classes, medic and heavy. So yeah, nice. I have not played Team Fortress Two in years. Yeah, but I've been playing a decent amount of Overwatch as well, but yeah. not nearly as much. I mean, I've been playing so many games. Let me pull oh, up my likewise. Steam. Uh, yeah, I've been. 
we say we've been busy and then we talk about how many video games we've been playing. I guess people yeah. are going to call us on our bullshit. Yeah, pretty um, much. <laughs> let's see. The main game I've been playing, I've been playing Dead by Daylight, which actually rolls out in a couple of days, which has been amazing. Dead by Daylight. What are you doing? Super fun. Have you heard of it? Nope, never even heard of it. All right, so it is a five-player multiplayer game, similar to Evolve, actually. Okay, but hear me out. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I liked Evolve, right? I, All I, right, I, I, that sold, that's all they sold me on it. Just that alone. Keep going. So it is it is a horror game where you have four victims and one slasher, like Jason Freddy Krueger style slasher, and. They're all dumped onto a big map together, and the victims are trying to accomplish tasks that will allow them to escape. And the slasher is trying to murder them all. Well, he's trying to sacrifice them all to Cthulhu, basically. <laughs> um, and I really like it a lot more than Evolve. It plays, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the same idea as Evolve, where you have 4v1, where one person is the monster, but the, the victims cannot harm the slasher in any way the only thing they can do is run wow so so that's that's pretty great so the slasher roams around and can set traps and all this kind of stuff but he doesn't have any knowledge of where the victims are unless they make noise if they if they screw something up so in theory they could the victims could accomplish the entire round without ever cluing the slasher into where they are and he would never see them and they would just win um but that is not generally the case and the slasher roams around and basically the victims have three states they're healthy if he hits them once they're bleeding out and they're running around and making a whole bunch of noise and then if he hits them twice they're on the ground and he can then sacrifice them but it takes a while for, to sacrifice them. So you know if somebody's getting sacrificed, you have some time to either rescue them or uh, accomplish part of your goal. And that's kind of, that's kind of the decision-making you're making all the time where do I help that guy who just got grabbed and is getting dragged down into a basement? Or do I just say, you know what, he's dead. We can, we can, while the slasher is busy, we're going to go ahead and move on with our goal and repair these generators or whatever it is. Do, it's can, cool. can I ask a question? It's great. Sure. The, the, when you're playing this slasher guy, you said that they have to make a noise. Does that mean like it's like pitch black and you can't see them at all? Like how does that work? The uh... No, generally. So this is actually really interesting. Uh, it's, it's twilight. It's dusk. It's kind of a foggy night. Right. But all and and but there is a character progression in the game where you level up and you unlock new perks and you gain new items and that kind of stuff. All the items are one use only. You can choose to bring like if you are one of the survivors, you can bring a medical kit in with you. If you die, then that medical kit is gone forever. And next time you level up, you can get that item again. Um but there are also what are called offerings that the slasher and the survivors can bring into the map that change the light level, change the fog level, change all that kind of stuff. So you can actually actively influence how bright it is, how dark it is, how foggy it is, how loud it is, all that kind of stuff with the items you bring, which is really interesting. It is really interesting. Yeah, okay. 
Um, but yeah, so the slasher roams around. If he finds somebody, he chases them down. He stabs them. Uh, he hangs them up on a hook. It is great. And it comes out... I've, I was in the beta with a few friends. And it comes out in two days, I want to say. I think it's only 20 bucks. So you should check it out. I, it's I really will. good. Yeah. And then the other new game I've been playing is Doom. Yeah, here we go. This is gonna. This is gonna oh, be that is so good. I, I have looked at so many videos for Doom, but I can't take the plunge because it just looks so bland. It, it looks is so so satisfying to play. That's oh what my I keep gosh! Hearing. I keep hearing it is that. just butter. It is. It just plays. It is so smooth. Everything goes the way you think it is. You feel like a badass. I love the whole, you don't need to reload. It's classic Doom. Um, yeah, I've been playing a decent amount. I basically, every day, I, I play a level. and I, I'm kind of stretching it out and saving it. So I've been playing for about a week and a half now. I think I'm on level nine or so. Mm. But it is great. The secret. There's tons of really cool secrets in there. Yeah, it's really good. It's just a really clean, enjoyable okay. shooter. Okay, so and that's... it's hilarious too. They do not take themselves seriously at all. No. Like, yeah. Okay, that's the single player. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been told the multiplayer is absolutely garbage. I haven't even touched it. I don't. Good. I could not care less about <laughs> Good, the don't. multiplayer. No, I've, I've, that's I've everybody been... said it was garbage too, and I didn't even bother. Yeah, cool. That's great. <laughs> I don't want you because apparently it taints the experience. Like apparently you play it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, um, and then the other thing, actually, that I need to talk about, my Vive arrived. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot yeah. about that. So yeah. I have I have a a virtual reality headset. I'm one of the 1% here. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, and it is great. Um, I have been really enjoying that. Uh, so, yeah, I played a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the most interesting game is just the demo for a game called called uh budget cuts the the full game has not released yet but budget cuts i think is might be one of the killer apps for this for the vive um and it's been interesting kind of sitting on the sidelines now that i've picked my side watching the war between oculus and vive but go ahead i have to ask has jen played it because it's budget cuts and she's an accountant so i'm just assuming she has played it uh, we didn't make that connection. However, I will next time she does, <laughs> uh, which will be which will be wonderful. I'll be a good, get a good eye roll. Um, but my my wife is not a gamer at all. But when she first put it on and started messing around, I was watching her, and I saw this kind of muttered "Holy crap!" under her breath when she first kind of experienced what it was like. And that was very gratifying. And let me tell you, being the first person in your friend group to get the virtual reality headset is well worth it. Let me tell you, because half of the fun is having people come over to your house and experience it for the first time. It is that, that is very, uh, that is very satisfying because it, it works. It is, it is real. Living vicariously through others, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because your first experience is so great. So, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. 
Um, not a lot of content for it yet, but that will come, of course. Before I interrupted you, you were mentioning the war between the two. You were sitting back and watching. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you've been following how Oculus has been kind of adding extra layers of DRM to yep. their store now and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's just been kind of gross. I feel, I'm, I'm glad I, I got a Vive. Let me put it that way. I'm really glad I got a Vive just yeah. because I, I think it's, I think it's a much better, even if they are, even if the hardware is on parity, I think that it's a better system that will have more legs going forward, especially if Oculus keeps on making these same dumbass decisions. Yeah. Well, I already saw that coming. I said that to you a couple of months yeah. ago and I Colby was got, like, you don't understand. And like he, Colby was very standoffish when I brought it up with him, but um, yeah. I, I saw all this coming because um, I I kind of know how Facebook already operates. They're just so <laughs> big and ugly that they basically do what they want. And because of their Facebook, they get away with it. But I think they're about to wake up to a harsh reality where you, when you actually have a competitor that's as decent and high up there as Valve, uh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that coming. But anyway, I'm sure others did as well, and that's why the vibe's going the way it's going. Yeah. But good luck, whoever right. wins. Anyway, moving on. Um, so let's I, actually talk about 2.4. Oh, go ahead. Wait, Sorry. Wait, wait. I've got two more things. The oh, E3. two more things. Well, a couple E3, more things. E3, yes. E3's E3. next week. We are recording this on Sunday night in the U.S., and trailers have started coming out. And they look good, and that's what trailers do. They lull you. They get you excited about a game that is that is going to break your heart. I'm looking at you, all Battlefield games, um, but yeah. they are looking good. What is the number one trailer that you've seen so far? Oh, it'd have to be the Battlefield one. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Battlefield is what, what's it called? Battlefield. Battlefield one. Battlefield one, just like the Xbox one. Yeah. Well, it's it's clever because they never use the well. You never call something one. And it's World War One, so it's a given. Yeah, it works really well. So, yeah, uh, that's r really nice trailer. Um, the graphics look stunning. Um, it's definitely way uh, way up there with uh, what is it, Battlefront? Um, but with the World War Two, it just looks so much more polished. Um, lots of little cool tidbits in there, like blimps and uh, riding on the the what do you call it, a sidecar on a motorbike and stuff like that. So, yeah, a bit interesting to see. I want to crash. I want to crash a zeppelin into somebody real bad. Well, I was saying to you just before the game, um, they're apparently going to have skins for zeppelins. So I did not know that zeppelin skins. Yeah. Um, Will it be like Forza, where you can make your own skins? Because I don't making know. My, well, no, making, they... making my zeppelin look like a uh, a manhood. Well, if you actually is go... very is very exciting to me. <laughs> if you actually go all the way back to 1942, um, it's actually EA that introduced DLC to gaming and killed off mods. So I highly doubt that EA <laughs> will uh, let you do any modding. Um, no. The uh... I'll make it happen. I will have a boner zeppelin. <laughs> well, we were talking about uh, the, the 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 in Australia, it's going to be 90 Australian dollars for a standard, and it was 30 dollars extra just to get a couple of skin packs and three days early access for for an extra additional 30 dollars, putting it to 110, which is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, Poor Australians. Well, it'll be the same thing in the states, but it'll just be the US equivalent. Um, but uh, the other game was Titanfall 2, but. It looks very the 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 trailer looked very rehearsed to me. I don't know if it did to you, but uh, oh, I didn't have that impression. It looked good. I mean, you... it had the same Titanfall kind of 
Uh, Did you watch both? Because there was two of them. There's I just a, watched the a... gameplay footage trailer. Uh, I watched. There's a single player and a multiplayer. And the multiplayer looked very staged. To me, oh, okay. Anyway. Um, um, but still cool. Cool effects like um, they, they've copped uh, what Zarya's ult out of uh, Overwatch into multiplayer. So they got like grav grenades that you mm-hmm. can use on the infantry and they had lots of cool <laughs> cool effects on the titans and stuff so it, yeah it looked like there was a lot more variety in titan loadouts which is exactly what i wanted i didn't feel yeah. like there was nearly enough in titanfall one yeah it, it felt like there was only like five different guns and and of those there was only two that were ever really used i think that is true i think there were only five guns and there were only two that were used but yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I'd like to see some variety where you know you, you, you need I know rock paper scissors sounds cool but you what, what, what's the uh, I'm trying to think of the one it's rock paper scissors uh, dynamite mm-hmm. Spock or something you rock need paper like scissors fi- lizard Spock yeah that's it you need like a five five, five you know five rock paper scissors thing to, yeah. to get it to work properly you can't just do rock paper scissors um, just for that depth of layering or whatever you want to call it so yeah but good luck to that one uh the other one that i haven't looked at yes was uh mass effect andromeda that i know a lot of people i have seen that one it was very exciting and told me absolutely nothing about what the game was and that's if you go if you go on reddit (laughs) so it's got so they've got this long i mean relatively long teaser thingy with lots of in-game footage looks gorgeous and i and Nobody has any idea what the game is. We have no idea. Is it a straight RPG? Who? Nobody knows. Like, and it's it's very frustrating because I want to be excited about that game because it looks great, but I don't know what the game is yet, and so mm-hmm. I can't get excited about it. It's very frustrating, now but the, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I I I think no matter what, it's going to sell heaps because it's oh, of massive. Course, it's massive. Yeah. yeah. Um. The other one that you've linked to me that I haven't watched yet is the Ghost Recon Wildlands trailer, which I have been following. So I'm very eager to watch that trailer. But It looks uh, exciting, but The Division also looked exciting. Yeah, I read a really interesting fact on The Division that, uh, that? makes puts a bit of salt in my mouth. Uh, since launch, The Division has lost 93% of its player base. I saw that. I that wonder if huge. that's kind of like... Well, I wonder if it's Destiny. If it's like Destiny, where... Every time a new patch comes comes in, or a new strike, or a new raid, that kind of stuff, then pretty much everybody jumps back in. It's World of Warcraft syndrome, well, where I, everybody I, plays it. When there's something new, everybody jumps back in, plays it for um, for three weeks or so, and then drops off again. I'm wondering uh, if they, if they just haven't. If, I don't know. If with with the next patch, people will jump back in. Well, see, I I I left after the first patch. I left uh-huh. like two days after the first patch. I was just like, I played it once or twice, and I'm like, this is just shit. This is, this is all it's ever going to be. And and the game was only scraping along at that section for me, and I've just never looked back. I, and I, I think fundamentally, it just doesn't have the... Um, the, the gameplay is just not as cool. And I remember watching a Terrial Biscuit review or the Cynical Brit, and he basically said the problem, fundamental problem with the game is when you have a loot shooter, if you look at something like um, Borderlands where it actually creates these random, fandom, crazy, wacky guns, uh-huh. that actually is useful. But when you're in a Tom Glancy universe and it's hyper-realism, I'm sorry, but a gun is just going to fire bullets. Yeah, you know, and, and you every have, this, one of their this guns, M4 has slightly larger numbers on it than this other M4. That's not exciting to me. Yeah, there's no firing of toxic waste or you know firing fire or anything like that. I think the cleverest they've got is that their bullets put people on fire 
or uh, there wasn't even diseases or anything like that. You know, like like you're in a virus plague area, right? <laughs> and and it would have been nice to actually see people that were affected in the entire game. You know, yeah. like you it, it's like there was a really cool party and you've rocked up afterwards and you've got to clean it up. That's the entire <laughs> game. And it's just shit. Well, this anyway. isn't the this isn't the Judge the Division podcast. No, I think it'll be rant. interesting to Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah. Let's get on to 2.4 then. 2.4. So you can talk about the differences because you've been playing 2.4 in the PTU for the last month. I cannot talk about the differences, so I'll talk about my first impressions over the past couple of days when I've been playing it fresh with fresh eyes. Well, well I think you can talk about the differences between 2.3 to 2.4 because I almost need a refresher on that because 2.4 has kind of become a bit stale for me, so I think you should talk about your differences between your, your, your experiences first, is what I'm saying, yeah. All right, so uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell a story then about my first experience with 2.4 because I feel like that is the most illustrative of the differences. So I okay. launch what, it. I launch what, was it. He, huh? Was he gentle? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean, but, but my first impression was I was like, okay, I have money now. Yeah, money that can go away that I have to earn again. This isn't something that comes comes and goes freely. This is something that I'm going to have to actually pay attention to. Yep. So I go in and I mess around with the shops a little bit. I start poking around Crusader. Lots of cool new additions to Crusader, by the way. You got some shops. You've got some expansion areas. Very nice. I like the whole locker thing where you're putting on spacesuits. I definitely saw some people die in the airlock. Um, yeah, I remember the first time that happened. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, which was which I was I was very careful to put on a spacesuit before I left. And so I thought about spending some money, and then I decided, no, you know what? I'm going to take my time. I'm going to hold on to this. Pick something that might actually be useful. And I was th then I thought, okay, well. Why don't I try to make some more money? Because this, because like I said, I have this persistent world in the back of my mind now. So I actually have to make gameplay decisions that are going to affect me down the road, which is a whole different way to play the game. We've never played anything like that before. It's very exciting. So I was like, well, I don't really want to go kill people because I'm terrible at killing people in these games. I was like, okay, so I'll go do some exploring. Right. So I. Hop into a Gladius. I was like, oh, yep. whatever. I'll go grab a Gladius. And I head to Yella. I was like, all right, I'm going to go yep. explore at Yella. Took me a little while because they changed how you quantum jump. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, that Hammer was fun. Ha hammering on the keyboard until I eventually broke down and asked in chat, uh, how, how, how do you quantum it, jump now? How, how long did it take you to get out of your first ship? To get out of my first ship? Yeah, because that's the, the other one that catches people. They're like, I don't ah, remember. I can't control it. I can't control it. It's Alt F. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just Alt Actually, F. Actually, that, that was pretty quick. You've got to hold Alt F. That's, yeah. That's the real kicker. Um, so, oh, but the ship? first thing, when I, when I walked up to my ship, there were all these glowing dots around it. It was yep. really interesting. I spent some time looking at that. But anyway, uh, so I headed off to Yella. And when I got there, I was like, oh, man, this is really peaceful. I had some pretty serious uh, 
it was, uh, some pretty serious frame rate issues on Crusader. It was pretty garbage. So that's something that I'm sure they're working on. They're aware of it. It's not optimized yet, but it w- but it was running pretty poorly uh, yeah. when I was in cru- when I was in Port Olisar. They've brought they've been a few posts about it, so yeah, yeah. they're aware of it. But uh, but I made it to Yella and everything smoothed out. I think I, I mean I was getting like 20 frames a second or something. So it was right. I, it was definitely playable. And so I just start cruising through the asteroid field, just looking for wrecks. I was like, okay, I'm seeing asteroids. I'm sure I'm going to see wrecks eventually. And I was just kind of zoned out, kind of meditative. The music was really nice. I was all by myself. It was a, it was actually a very pleasant experience. Yeah, it sounds like a retreat. Just the way it was. It was very nice, but I didn't see any wrecks. I was just seeing asteroids and no wrecks, no asteroids. So eventually, pull up chat again. I'm like, uh, am I missing something? Are there supposed to be wrecks at Yellow? And somebody was like, Oh yeah, look for little green flares. Yeah, which I had been driving by pretty consistently <laughs> for the past 10 minutes <laughs> uh not paying attention at all i had just been like oh those are weird little things there oh, maybe it's behind that asteroid maybe it's behind that asteroid um so i went towards and i was like oh there's one right there so i accelerate towards it the i see a wreck there to salvage as soon as i get close some gnarly pirate voice comes on and is like hey get out of here and then uh two pirate ships jump out i immediately freak out because i was not in combat mode and i didn't want to lose my ship and lose a bunch of money so i after burning away ran back to port olisar <laughs> jumped out and quit <laughs> so that oh, was yeah. that was my first experience with 2.4 since then I have been a little bit more prepared and I've done some more exploring and popped a few pirates and uh, really, really been enjoying that. It feels really good. But just the addition of persistence has made the game so much more important, has made the things that you're going to do so much more important. You don't want to lose your ship now because you can't get that back unless you pay some money or wait out the timer. Yep. Like you're trying to earn money so you can buy cool stuff. Like I really want some of those, what are like the heavy, the heavy armor suits and stuff like that that are super expensive. So you better earn some money. Um, But that aside from everything else that they've added, that right there has made me incredibly happy. I, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the last two days with star citizen more than Anything like it more than anything I, in the past two years, it has been amazing. Hmm. It, 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 it's really interesting to hear you say that because uh, <laughs> the thing that you liked the most during testing was the thing that drove me nuts the most. Uh, because fundamentally, uh, how do I put this? Every time there was a new alliteration, not many of them carried over persistence wise. Okay. So every time, sometimes I'd get on and there'd be two updates a day and uh, we'd lose all our gear. Oh, nice. So it Yeah, I can became, see how that would take the weight out of your sails pretty intensely. Yeah, so basically if I ever jumped on, I'd only ever play one or two missions and jump off again. Mm-hmm. Because there was no point um, 
jumping on and trying to work up to 25,000 rec or whatever to get one of those suits because I was just going to lose. You just lose it tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I, I must admit, I'm kind of a bit burnt out on 2.4 because it went for a month. So I, I really, I've, I've jumped on once, but I haven't really jumped on and gone, all right, now let's go get that gear. Because mm-hmm. it's uh, fundamentally, it's been the same for me. So, but I am really happy that you guys are jumping on and, and it's <laughs> paying off. That that, yeah. that actually made me feel good when you were saying that story. So I'm that's kind of what oh, I'm it, it was What'd great. You go first? I really enjoyed it. I mean, even though it's it's completely pointless, like it was just me taking my little ship out, freaking out, and then driving home. Yeah. The fact that I had that emotional response was wonderful. I just had a big grin on my face when I quit. Yeah. Um, what one of the things that a lot of people don't know, and what I'd recommend is the first thing I'd recommend you buy is a gun. Uh, uh, that would make sense. <laughs> guns, guns persist through death. Okay. So, so that's a so way for me to. Yeah. yeah. So if you buy yourself like a laser rifle, which is what I've done, that was the first thing I brought in the PT, the the live version, is um, when you die, when you respawn, it'll just be on your back again. Okay. Uh, it's the now, same as the same as the gear. If you buy clothing or uh, or, or a new flight suit, as such, uh, when you die, the same flight suit will come back. Okay. Um, now, can I go shopping on? Uh, shoot, what's the Art Corp? On Art yes. Corp. If yes, I go can. and buy stuff on Art Corp, does it carry over to yes, it does. Port Olisar? Perfect. Okay, because yep. I because I looked around in Art Corp and I was like, this is way more convenient, and I'm getting a way better frame rate here. So I'm gonna okay. So I will go do my shopping on Art Corp and then yeah. carry it over to Crusader. But I don't think there's anything that you can buy on Art Corp that you can't get on Port Elsa. So there's no. I would have made it so there's something extra there. But uh, yeah, as far as That's I'm true. aware, there's nothing additional that you can buy there. It's just it's a different store, different layout. And I, um, and I get a way better frame rate and uh, performance on. Well, there you go. I I I didn't have any performance issues myself, but uh, okay. if I, I I've got a bit of a different graphics card than most people, so that's fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, if you're having graphical issues, that's awesome. But that, that's something we should we could talk about at the uh, towards the end of the show too. Is uh, the 1070s and 1080s are announced too? And, oh yeah. Uh, AMD have got stuff around the corner too, so. Yeah, but um, so the one thing that I haven't experienced because I didn't get into the PTU was flying a Starfare. Because, well, from what you were saying, everybody in the PTU got to spawn a Starfare if they wanted to and fly it, yeah. right? Yep, that's correct. So nobody, it was nobody really hard to get one. <laughs> Just because the, everyone... pad, the landing pads were full all the time. Well, there was also towards the end there was a weird bug where. Um, smaller ships were able to spawn in it. So you'd go out there and someone had spawned an Avenger and just left it there. And so oh, nice. no one could spawn spawn a Gemini. Um, That's annoying. Yeah. But uh, now with the the live, only people that own it can spawn the Starfarer. So I know. the first time I got on, I just went, yep, Starfarer, awesome. And then there was one other guy that was in the game with me and, he, and only me and him could spawn them because we were the only owners of them. And then everyone wanted to jump on our ship and have a look. And oh, yeah. It, it was it was nice and fun. And you really, uh, unfortunately, with the Starfarer, it really does need a crew to be useful. Uh, Why is because, that? Well, because it's just a flying bathtub otherwise. Um and and trying to get like if if you, if you are somehow silly enough to get in front of a starfarer you're dead. But because of the way it turns, it's almost really impossible to bring the front of the ship to bear on something that's really fast. Like it's just 
it, it's just makes really sense. Hard. That's why it's got all the turrets. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but once all the turrets start firing, well, it's deadly because it's just got really good shields and um. Uh, there's a there's one I read on the subreddit actually a guy was talking about uh, he he's first running with a starfarer and he was being a bit of a dick and he tried to kill it and he just couldn't get the shields down and this was in the super hornet makes sense uh, and he ended I mean up it's just... it's fair like you one super hornet would probably should not be able to take out a starfarer one on one that's that's awesome yep yeah. and that's how it should be um, I, I I actually reckon you need you know two or three of them it's it's a yeah. fairly big ship and. Uh, that that's good precedence for bigger ships coming forward. That they yeah, uh, or maybe just coordinate with a gladius or something to get some get a couple torpedoes into it, and then when it's yeah. wounded, then oh. the yeah yeah, and and something bigger like Starfarer, like if it's uh, you know got the four different shields around it, you know, working on that one shield area is going to become a lot more prevalent because the mm -hmm. ship doesn't move as fast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> Also, I guess uh, we could talk a little bit about Reliant, the Reliant's hangar ready. Uh, there was a cool little video I showed, uh, Chris, before the show of it. Uh, someone's found a way to sport with a new item port system, which is another thing we could talk about as well. Uh, they put a grey cat near the spawn point, spawn in the Reliant, and the Reliant's flipping all out all over the place, playing its uh, landing animation. Uh, cool looks good. Yeah, yeah, looks so it was really just good. playing all the animations. And, um, yeah, so obviously having two and a half months between drinks, I'm pretty sure the Reliance pretty much flight ready internally. So as soon as we see that next patch, Reliance is going to pop up um, to flight ready status straight away. And I'm, I know a few people that are really looking forward to that ship. So aside from that, do we know anything else about 2.5? They've been pretty hush-hush about it because they've been trying to get 2.4 out the door. But now that it's out... Um, can I be honest and say... I remember something from an ATV a while back, but I've forgotten because it's been so long. <laughs> yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, they, they, they did briefly talk about stuff coming in 2.5. I'm pretty sure one of the things I remember, and don't quote me because it's fuzzy, but something along the lines of expanding the, ship, the, the, uh, the shops, so more stuff into the shops, um, as this was the first test bed, so you'll probably find more clothing items, more weapons, etc., etc. Um, and I do know the female. Ah, that's something I remember. The female model has been finished as of last week's ATV, so that may be something we see in two point five or subsequent patches coming down the line, which will be really cool. That'll be great. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add to 2.4? Nope, that seems good to me. Um, do you want to talk briefly about the uh, graphics cards? Yeah, let's talk about graphics cards. Tell me about them. Yeah, so they released the... Well, they've done Founders Editions, which are basically new version of reference cards or overpriced reference cards for the 1080 <laughs> and the 1070. Uh, both of them... Uh, the 1070 is under a Titan X, and a 10, a 1080 is above a Titan X. Uh, to put it in terms that people would understand, uh, a 1080 is about a 25% increase above uh, 980. So okay. that, that's a fairly hefty jump. Yeah. A quarter, a quarter growth. Um, 1070 is below, uh, above a, a 980, but it's below a 1080. Uh, sorry, Titan X, as I said. Um yeah, and a, uh, a a ten eighty is twenty two percent jump above a Titan X. How much so, do they cost? Um, I think it was 
oh god, don't quote me off totally because I got it in the US pricing. That's why it throws me. It was six hundred dollars for a standard one. A founders editions were going for seven hundred. Wow. Um, now the founder editions is just a reference card, so I highly recommend you just wait and uh, wait till the normal editions come out because not only would they be faster, but they'll be cheaper. So they're trying to burn early adopters, which I don't understand why. Uh, I think it's got a fact to do with the, that they did not have enough chips ready for pre-production, so they're trying to slow the like, like make people wait, and it's going to work obviously because of the way they've done it. Uh, but they're trying to slow it to uh, not let out the fact that they didn't have enough chips ready. Um, so, do you own one of these? No. Okay. Uh, that they that the founders editions have just hit Australia, and they're all sold out. Okay, on both on both the ten seventies and the ten eighties. Uh, the other thing I would say to a word to the wise is I would wait until September, and people go, "Why would I wait to September?" Well, uh, traditionally speaking, when they release a card, so if you look at back to the nine eighties, they released nine eighties, then they released nine eighty TIs, and nine eighty TIs were quite a, a step up. They were a five to ten percent performance increase again. And they were, you know, they, you only had to wait one or two months for them. Um, and in the case of uh, the 1080s and the 1070s, uh, we do know that they don't have this, oh, I'm terrible with names, it's a, an, a what do you call it, a, a, shit, what do you call it when it's a bunch of letters, that's an, an acronym. Oh. Yeah, there's an sorry. Yeah, uh, an ac there's an acronym called HSMC or something like that. it's a certain type of RAM, and this new type of RAM will be coming out, uh, and there's not enough of it at the moment. But by September, they assume that the 1080 Ti's will be have this new version of this new RAM, and it's far superior to the uh, GDR5X that they have currently on the 1080. So I see. We're going to get this jump. Um, and so, yeah, word to the wise, if you can hold out to September. So if you do, ha you are like myself and you have a, a more high-end graphics card like a 980 or a Titan X, you're probably better to wait to September before picking up one of these new ones. Also, of course, they're going to release the Titan version of the 1080s. And uh, it's also rumored that the next set of NVIDIA cards that are coming after that, which start with V, I can't remember the, the codename V, mm -hmm. uh, is is as early as the end of the year. So, uh, you know, it's it said nine months on their uh, timeline. So that that's you know January, February, December, somewhere in there. So again, you could just wait for the next lot, and then buy the previous generation, like I do. Yeah, all that. wait for the yeah. new ones to come out, and then I buy the old ones because oh, they're so oh. much cheaper. That's a good. Well, you could <laughs> technically speaking, you probably find that you can pick up a Titan X quite cheap. Yeah. Uh, one one of the real big draw cards, though, believe it or not, to the Titan series, uh, to the new series, the ten a or the ten hundred series, is that they only require one six pin connector. Where okay, um, yeah, that is nice. That's really interesting. But um, a lot of the non reference cards that are coming in, so from you know, the actual manufacturers, they're still mm -hmm. including two pins for overclocking purposes. Uh, unless you gigabyte, which only included one. And so a lot of people have just gone, hmm, when they look at the gigabyte ones. So hmm. um, anyway, that's a little bit off tangent. Um, this uh, this quarter's graphics card update is brought to you by <laughs> Julian <laughs> Execute. Yeah. No, um, I, trust me, if well, NVIDIA wanted to throw us some money, we would be thrilled. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, no, no doubt I'm going to talk about the AMD ones when they come out. I, I find uh, the way Starson's going, it's going to be heavily tailored towards AMD anyway uh, because of like the graphics card bundles and stuff like that. I'm just really worried if they, excuse me, if they ever make any, uh, you got to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> um, if they ever make any uh, tailored optimizations towards AMD cards, I'll be really worried. Um, but knowing Chris Roberts is a PC gamer, I don't think he'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the last thing... I, I, don't I was, honestly don't think we need to talk about this. You like, don't worry? Okay. I don't know. It feels weird. It does Maybe. feel weird. So, so let's not talk about it this episode. Because this episode, we're we need Colby. back from a long hiatus. We yeah. need Colby. Let's wait a couple episodes. If we start hitting our marks again, then yep. we talk about it. That seems that seems more fair. Yep. No, that's totally fine. And that's, this is why I wanted to talk to you guys about yeah. it. So we're all on the same page. That's totally yeah. fine, man. Um, all right, let's just uh, wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, so, hey, if you like, if you listen to the show and like the show, uh, we are, now that we have some breathing room in between actual life events, we're going to try to get back to a weekly or bi-weekly schedule. But uh, we are on iTunes and Stitcher. Please rate us. And if, we are on a di- if we're on a different podcast delivery service, let me know because I'd be interested to see it. But uh, go ahead and search for Star Signal. Subscribe. Rate us highly if you would. If you would like to kick us a couple of bucks to help keep the lights on here at our various studios around the world because we are an international organization, uh, go to patreon.com slash star signal. You can help us out by throwing us a nickel a show, a quarter a show. Uh, that's ten five cents and twenty five cents from Julian. <laughs> if you don't know what those are, I don't know I what no they idea. have in Australia. Oh, um, we, we just have we just have we actually have those, but we don't yeah. call them nickels and dimes or whatever you call them. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can help us out. Just throw us some spare change every episode. If you want to help us out more, like our special freelancer skippers, you can help us out more. But we really appreciate it regardless. Anyway. Uh, this who, is are, who, are, this... who, are, who are freelance oh, skippers? Alex, Dra- Alex Dracker and Flint. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, this has been episode 77. I'm Chris Whiskey. And I'm Julian Execute. And remember, and you can't stop the signal. <laughs>